to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock and Julie, we're a little bit different on this particular subject. I really do like people. I'm not saying you don't, but I like to go home by myself. Well, with my husband. <laughs> Let's add that. You like people, but you want to be at home with no people? Yeah. Not always, but a lot of the time, <laughs> you bet. How about you? Well, hey, girl. Hey, I'm Julie Graham. And I, you know, I really, really don't like people. <laughs> not even close. I know. I'm like such an over-the-top people person. Last night was the first night that I can remember in, I'm just going to say weeks, but I'm not going to lie. It could be months that I had a night where I put my son to bed, my boyfriend was not coming over, and I was going to be completely by myself until bedtime. And I was like, what do I do with my time? The dishes? Watch TV? I think I ended up doing some laundry and watched a little TV and went to bed early. It was amazing. Did you love it? I did love it, but it was like, okay, that was nice. Now we can go back to having the plans and the people. (laughs) Once every 14 weeks, you'll have a night alone. I have a night alone. (laughs) That's That's the difference, friends, between an introvert and an extrovert. Uh, It is. It is. You know, the other thing that I don't think I realized, Julie, when we started this podcast, what, this is the 118th episode. I thought you were going to say 100 years ago. I usually do say 100 years ago. I like that we're both dramatic in that way. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) But what I didn't realize, I kind of thought people who didn't know me would listen to this, but I found out that people who know me listen to this, or I kind of know them listen to this. And there's a point where you kind of freak out a little bit, at least I do. Well, I agree that I hadn't really thought when we started who was going to listen. I thought it would only be like my very best friends. So the first time somebody I didn't know stopped me and said, oh, I know who you are. I listen to your podcast. I was like, wait, what? That's a thing? Well, now I feel uncomfortable, like I'm in my underwear or something. (laughs) Yeah, and that's just it. I had my pastor in the church in North Carolina, when we go there, come up to me right before the service and say, I think I really know you. And I went... (laughs) Oh, my word. Now I'm scared. Oh, dear. And then he listens to our podcast, Julie, and I adore the man. He is precious. But Wait, I feel like we should say hi to him right now. Yeah. He's going to listen. Hey, Pastor Scott, how are you doing? <laughs> um, awesome. But it did make me go, oh, what did I say? Is it okay? It made me a little nervous. I do remember the first time you told me he was listening. I was like, but haven't I said something about my bra? I should be more careful. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> If our pastors are going to listen, I'm pretty sure my pastors don't listen, so I'm probably okay. But Dar, something ginormous happened the other day that it, it definitely made me pause for a second. What's that? So I got a message from, I, I am just going for it because what is my life if I don't do this? I got a message from my biological father's girlfriend. Oh, who we've talked about on the show. I've not met my biological father and right. I intend to one day. Um, so they've been listening to the show. Oh, Julie, that's got to make you feel a billion different emotions. All the feels. Yeah. Like that is the definition of that phrase, all the feels. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was glad to receive the message and then I thought, oh, shoot. Um, okay. What, what next? And what do I do? And I said, I'm going to meet you, which I am, but like, eh, I don't, I don't really make forward plans. I don't know the next time I'm traveling. So I certainly don't know the next time I'm traveling that way. But it was, again, it was just one of those moments of when you put yourself and your life out in the way that we're doing this, 
Um, there are so many little ripple effects. There are. And I mean, I love that. It's also kind of weird. But weird isn't always bad. No, it's That's not. That's what I hope people think of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also think maybe it's an opportunity for him to get to know who you are a little bit. So when that day comes and you meet, there's a little bit of forward movement. Well, then I need him to have a podcast so I can do the same thing. <laughs> well, there's that. Okay. I don't know where to go to this with this except to say you and I do a lot of life that we don't record, right? We do. Like we don't only hang out and turn on the recording device and turn it into a podcast. Although we actually Julie spend... might like that. <laughs> can we just record everything? That way one day when we finally get a reality show, there's so much content. Just putting that into the universe. That's a thing. Um, no, the truth is, is we have a lot of important and meaningful and life-changing, at least for me, I don't know, I probably don't change your life that often, conversations off mic that really inspire what we want to bring to the show. And that's literally what has happened with today's episode. It is. And I think the the first thing we wanted to touch on is something that I think all women deal with. At least we hope so. Well, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm going to say that they all do because I think we do. Mm. We are a little bit fearful of a group of other women. We're a little timid when we're entering whatever the arena is where there's a group of women we may know, we may not know. You know, all of a sudden you get a little afraid. Are they going to like me? Are they not going to like me? Am I going to fit in? Oh dear, how's this going to go? Yeah, like we we second guess should we even go? Um, you know, is there going to be anyone at this other gathering that I'm going to that I know or that I like or that likes me? And what do I wear? And, you know, what's it going to be like? And will anyone talk to me? And who's going to let me sit by them? All the things. Women can be so scared of other women. Have you felt this? Um, not in a long time. I was going to say, I don't think you do. But did you grow out of it or you just never had the problem? No, I had it. Okay. Yeah, I had it. Um like every other woman does, I had it, but I don't know. I just quit caring not to be, not that I don't care what other people think. Well, maybe I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I realized, I think for me, I realized that all of them do feel the same way. Mm. There are very few women who enter that same room that aren't a little bit insecure. And what I decided to do instead is go introduce myself to every single person that I ran into, whether, you know, sometimes I would do that and they'd go, yeah, we've met three times, but... <laughs> oh, that backfires. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But, I, you know, I thought if they're as insecure as I have been, then I want to do my best to make them comfortable. Yeah, I've actually seen you do that. And I love that you do it. You make a point to talk to everyone in the room and, you know, try to make them feel comfortable. I try to do that. And I think I scare people. (laughs) Well, you kind of are like a hurricane, but a good hurricane (laughs) and a cute one. (laughs) Is there such a thing as a good hurricane? Yes. The one that you get days off of school, but there's no disaster. Yes, that's a good hurricane. Um, But I mean, I experienced this. I think some people look at me because I am, you know, perceived as confident. But I mean, I've had a real struggle the last couple of weeks. Um, I was feeling really nervous about going to my church's Bible study new semester. Um, and what's interesting about that feeling is I've not felt that before. And I've had people tell me that they've felt that way. You know, women have, have said to me, hey, I know that you talk about that you go to your Bible study, but I don't want to do that because I don't want to, you know, I'm scared to walk in there. And I'm like, what do you mean you're scared? Come on, it'll be so fun, you know, and list off the seven reasons why they should come. And, um, because I don't have, you know, social anxiety, usually I I had a hard time understanding it until it literally happened to me. I had taken last semester off and 
you know, because if you haven't heard, I competed in a fitness competition that sucked up my whole life. <laughs> so I didn't have time to go. I had to take this semester off. And I, I know that there was, you know, a little chatter about having taken the semester off. And so now I find myself kind of feeling like I'm coming back in, in some ways as the new girl. And I'm like, maybe I should just stay away. Yeah. And I think part of it is, I'd, I'd love to say at Bible studies, there aren't mean girls, but there are, they're there too. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. And so you get a little nervous. Am I going to be judged? Am mm-hmm. Is someone going to say, oh, why she's back now? She, whatever it is. And you feel a little nervous about that. Um, But then again, you're going to a Bible study to learn something perhaps you haven't learned yet. And it's a good opportunity. And in everything we do, we should walk alongside each other and do it together rather than making each other fearful coming in. So what was interesting about it, as I was feeling it, I was like, oh, This is what the multiple, like I'm telling you, if I really sat and thought about it, I could probably name a half dozen people that have expressed this to me before. So I knew I wasn't alone in the feeling. And you know what? That in itself made me kind of say, all right, I'm feeling this thing that could keep me away, but I'm not going to give into it because I know I'm not the only one who feels this way. So I'm going to actually choose to, you know, fight the urge to stay away and, acknowledge the fact that I might be telling myself some lies here. For sure. Yep. I I do think that's part of it, that I'm making assumptions about what other people may or may not even think about the fact that I missed last semester. And I'm going to go because I know there's going to be so many benefits from stepping into this thing. One, because I've already been there. But two, I just know just because I'm scared of something doesn't mean it's not going to be so good for me when I go ahead and tap into my grit and go anyway. One thing that is incredibly important and we think is true at this Grit and Grace Life is women are stronger together. We can accomplish more. We can grow further and and deeper and farther. We are simply better when we are in a community. So instead of avoiding it, I think we should embrace it and embrace one another and move forward in whatever it is, whatever subject, whether it's fitness or Bible study or simply watching the same TV show together or, you know, have conversations among ourselves of the struggles or the joys that we have in life. Together, we're better. So instead of feeling like that 13-year-old that we all go back to and get really nervous, we need to look around and go, hey, we can do some great things together. Yeah, I mean, and, and you might be thinking, uh, Bible study is not my thing. Like, this this means nothing to me. But think about all the circles we women run in. I mean, I remember being a little nervous the first day I walked Lincoln into his, you know, brand new first day of school in kindergarten. I'm like, there's going to be a lot of women here that I don't know. I- I'm walking into a new mom's group, basically. But let's be real, I'm not part of the mom's group. Like, I'm like a drop-off, bye, see you later <laughs> kind of mom. Um, <laughs> but there were going to be people, people there that I didn't know. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous and insecure and, you know, I'm catching myself, comparing myself to other moms. But there really is so much value when we put that stuff aside and say, hey, what can we have in common? The fact is I have in common with you that we have a child going to school for the first time. That's a big common denominator that we should bond over and not be nervous about the differences between us. No, not at all. And I know when my girls were in elementary school, I worked crazy hours, but I decided I was going to be a room mother. Okay. No, I don't understand, but you go, girl. Yeah, well, I, it was like I had to commit myself to something to enter the building more than just, <laughs> you know, the little bit that I was. And I got to know some other room mothers, and 
You, you know what, Julie? They were not like me. They were stay-at-home moms. I was full-on working. But we developed such an amazing friendship and really helped one another through some of our parenting struggles that we had that, you know, there was commonality. And I wouldn't have expected that. I would have looked at them across the room and said, nah, I don't think we can relate at all. But they became wonderful friends. So you're right. In every arena we enter, we can find women that can help us be better. I think it's important to even just kind of touch on the fact that, you know, you've got your mom circles, which probably in your mom circle, your friends are around the same age. Um, but one of the reasons I love Bible study, since we're talking about that, is there's that mixed generation um, opportunity that is part of the reason we started this show is that <laughs> we have this unique friendship <laughs> and yet we're not in the same season of life, but we genuinely enjoy each other's company and learn from one another. And it brings value into both of our lives and hopefully, you know, your pastor's life and the other four people who listen to the show. <laughs> so putting yourself purposefully in other groups of women, pushing past the fear of what's it going to be like and how will I be perceived and will I be accepted? Once you move past those fears, the benefits far outweigh the consequence, honestly, of staying at home and, you know, being in your bubble. There's something my daughter brought home from a meeting that she was at the other day that I thought really applied here. And this statement is this, pain diminishes in numbers as joy grows. I really love that because it's true. Together, we can share a burden and the pain becomes less. And together, we can celebrate and the joy becomes greater. So hopefully the lesson for all of us here is you might be feeling nervous about putting yourself out there, being around a group of women, whether it's a new group or a group that you have known for years and yet sometimes still feel uncomfortable in for a variety of reasons. We just want to say, hey, we feel it too. She probably feels it too. And she can be anyone you want to fill in the blank there. But we want to be a community of women at Grit and Grace that accepts women for who they are, where they are, and chooses to continue to walk this life together, knowing that we are truly stronger together. Julie, have you noticed, though, that we are harder on women than we often are on men? Um, I feel like that was a mic drop. No, but now that you're saying that, that is so true. It is. We can be way more judgy and condescending and quick to cut off women in our lives than we are with men. What is that all about? I don't know. With a woman, when they don't stand by us or show up or, you know, be the support system that we think they should be, we can cut them off in a heartbeat. You're right. We tend to hold a grudge or, I mean, let's just be honest. We go tell our other friends, did you hear what she did or didn't do way more than we do with our man? With our man, we're probably over there covering it, giving him an excuse giving him a pass, understanding that he's worked a long day, all the things. Yeah, we do. And it's kind of ironic to me because there's a lot of men that don't deserve that pass. Mm -hmm. You know, when a man says to you he is all in, but what he does says the exact opposite, it's just amazing to me that women still believe his words and they're not watching his actions. That is something that you said to me very early on when we first started working together. And then obviously I've replayed that so much after losing my husband. And then, you know, after that phase of being ready to start dating again, like I really got to pay attention to making sure I pick someone whose words and actions actually line up together. 
And we should be doing the same thing with our girl friendships as well. Yeah. Yeah. But we give the men a pass. Mm -hmm. We say, oh, but you really meant that. It was just a bad day, as you said, Mm -hmm. or you got distracted or whatever. But whether it is a man or a woman, their actions will tell you who they really are and what your relationship with them really is. Well, what this conversation is doing for me personally is it's kind of forcing me to pause and really take an inventory of, do I treat the relationships with my friends, other female family members different than I do with my boyfriend? Or even I want to go an inventory in my past. Did I treat, you know, my husband differently? Did I give him a pass? And I, these kinds of questions can be hard to consider, but they're the kinds of things we have to ask ourselves so that we can continue to have healthier and stronger and more beneficial relationships with both the men and the women in our lives. I do think that sometimes you need to not give that man a pass because he hasn't earned it. But sometimes you give him a pass because it's an anomaly. It's Mm -hmm. a one moment in time. And because you need a pass sometimes. Yes, a lot of times. (laughs) And we need to do the same thing with our girlfriends Mm -hmm. where we can't instantly think they betrayed us because of one moment. We have to look at the whole of our relationship. And again, like you said, um, your relationship with them too, because there will be times where you don't do the best things. So give them a little bit more grace. Can I also just call us to, and this is hard and I sometimes avoid it. Actually, I tried to avoid it even just the other day. If we have this scenario where we're recognizing this girlfriend needs a pass or my guy needs a pass, yes, I'm going to just go ahead and tap into my grit and choose to give them grace. But sometimes we also need to dig a little deeper and sit down and have a conversation with them about whatever happened. It's hard. It's scary. It might be difficult. It might be awkward. You might have to fight before you can push through and make up. But your relationship, whether it's with her or with him, will benefit from you saying, hey, when you did this or didn't do this or when you said this or when you implied this, I felt this way and I want to talk about it so that we can get past it and it's not going to be an underlying issue. Yes, no, agree. (laughs) It's true. Absolutely true. And taking that a little bit further, if you look back in time at things that you wanted to say or felt like you should have said and you didn't do it, and then something else happened and you didn't do it again, the, the minor confrontation or discussion that needed to happen all of a sudden becomes major Mm -hmm. because you haven't dealt with it and it's grown. And the other person doesn't even know it's going on. They don't even realize that you're struggling with something in your relationship and it's a disservice to both of you by not addressing it. And when you don't address it, you end up having this little tiny thing that's called a root of bitterness that can completely ruin your whole life. It's true. <laughs> or at least that relationship. It's true. So, so don't let that happen. <laughs> you know, get it out there kindly, honestly, mm-hmm. without accusations. But, you know, we're, we're going to encourage you to work it out, whatever that it is. I know for me, this is a helpful reminder because I've got some friends who were me, you know, a year and a half ago, starting to think about dating again after a divorce or, um, you know, a long-term relationship ending. And it's so scary to put yourself back out there again after, you know, a long-term relationship. And so I'm thankful that it's weird, but enough time has passed. I'm in a place where I can actually give some dating advice instead of just, this is what it was like when I was married. So I guess the moral to this story would be sometimes we have to let things just roll off, just 
ignore them. Go away. They're not worth your emotional effort. They're not worth getting upset about. And then sometimes we need to step back and go, you know what? I wouldn't let my girlfriend get by with that. Why am I letting you? So I think it's the perfect balance. If we blended how we treated men and women, we'd probably be brilliant. We'd be so much happier in all of our relationships. Absolutely. I mean, this is what we're going to call relationship goals. (laughs) Okay, this is so me, and you're just going to go with it. Completely shifting gears now. Ready? (laughs) (laughs) I've learned to ride your wave, Julie. (laughs) Okay, here's the deal. Super Bowl. Super Bowl 2020 this weekend. I don't know what number it's on because I don't actually care. I'm sure there's a really big numeral that I should be aware of, and I'm not. But more importantly, are you watching the Super Bowl this weekend? Yeah, sure. I watch the Super Bowl. It's just kind of entertainment. I'm I'm not a huge football fan, but I like all the things around it. How about you? I mean, yes. I literally always say, when is the Super Bowl food party? Like in my mind, it is a Super Bowl <laughs> food party. Do you watch with other people or just with Dan? No, just with Dan. We pretty much do our, our own little mini Super Bowl event, I guess. That's cute. Yeah. I literally am like... Whose Super Bowl party am I coming to? And how many can I get to before the night's out? It's not that. It's just more of like, there's going to be a party, right? Who's hosting the party? I don't want to host the party because, ew, clean up. But I want to go to the party. So I genuinely convinced a friend that we're having the party at their house this year. So I'm all about the Super Bowl, but genuinely for the food and the company. I mean, I guess there's going to be football on in the background. There will be, and commercials. Yes. Oh, good point. Good point. I do yeah. like to watch the commercials. Yeah, I do too. I love the creativity in some of the commercials. It is hard when you're at a big party to watch the commercials. That is one downside. See, Dan and I do it well. And so. what if you're at somebody's house who doesn't have the like DVR function of rewind? Tragic. It is tragic. And even if they did, you know, the sports enthusiast would not want you to rewind the commercials. So they miss the next play that in live action, they'd get social notifications on what happened. Oh, that happens to you too, right? If you pause the show, then your just notifications are off the charts. Yeah. Who's winning? Well, I didn't want to know. (laughs) Actually, I don't know if I care. I'm like, (laughs) none of this is happening to you. So wait, if it's just you and Dan, do you get the Super Bowl food? Like, do you make good snacks? Like cheesy dips, multiple kinds? No. What do you eat? But we sh- whatever's in the refrigerator Stop. usually. Oh, like um, cheese and apples. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and coffee. That's what you're having during yeah, the Super Bowl. We're, for the Super Bowl, we are having flavored coffee instead of regular <laughs> coffee. That's our, our big Dar, night. Dar, do you want to come to my Super Bowl party no, at my friend's house? I could get you an invite. <laughs> No, I'm doing it. You just have to bring a dip that has some sort of cheese in it. That's the only requirement. Oh, so what are you making for your party that you're attending? You know, I haven't decided yet. I am. There will be lots of text threads about who's making what to make sure all of the bases are covered. I think that you have to have buffalo chicken dip for Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious if our friends agree. There has to be buffalo chicken dip. People like wings. How do you feel about wings? I like wings. Ugh. What, do you out. hate the bones? Oh, what is yes. it? Yes. Oh, the bones and the veins. <sighs> They're just so messy. It's gross. I could eat breaded boneless chicken wings, but that's not actually a wing. That's no, a fancy chicken nugget. You would not have fared well in medieval times. <laughs> it wouldn't oh, have I don't know the dresses, though. I wanted to wear those dresses. See? The struggle. You could wear one to the Super Bowl party. I'm sure it <laughs> yes. would be entertainment on the side. Yes. So I think wings are required for okay. a Super Bowl fair. Got so it. we've So we've got buffalo chicken dip, wings. What else? 
Mm, some kind of cheese, something, as you said, right? Yeah, maybe like a layered dip, like a seven-layer uh-huh. dip. Uh-huh. That's like got kind of your taco vibe, but sure. also, again, another form of cheese. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy when there's pizza, although is there ever a day I don't enjoy with pizza? No, it doesn't have to be Super Bowl. Let's uh-uh. move on to the desserts on the table because I also really wait a minute, enjoy wait a minute, lots wait of desserts. Wait a minute. You need to at least have one veggie tray, whether anybody Ew. eats it or not. Yeah, that's true. That, and yeah. it's usually the thing that's left behind. It is. That you always Unless take that Unless there's a home. really good like ranch dip in the middle. Uh, yes. Or like a <laughs> or like an artichoke cream uh-huh. cheese based uh-huh. dip. Okay, fine. We can do the veggies. Um, but then desserts. Ah, uh, yeah. There are some pretty epic Pinterest. Like group style dips for desserts that people need to be making. You know what we really need to do? I do not. I'm hoping that this is going to be helpful for more than just me. We are going to link in the show notes to some recipes from our friend Megan Dawson. She is our content editorial development. I don't know what her title is. Do you? Yeah, I think you're in the ballpark, but some of those I, words I always are in have there. to look it up. So, <laughs> well, she joined us a few episodes back. Um, Megan has a food blog, and so genuinely, I just look at her blog and her Instagram and drool over all of the things that she's making. And I think she actually created a roundup post for us on Super Bowl articles. And if she hasn't, I'm totally going to ask her to write one so that it's in the show notes by the time this happens. So if you're looking for that perfect recipe, we got your back right in the show notes for Super Bowl. We do. Yeah. Or we could all just call Megan and say, could you make it, freeze it, and ship it to us? That would be great. Megan, people person or not people person? I think she's a people person. Totally. She's going to love if all of our friends call her and ask for a recipe. That's right. She's going to totally love it. She will love it. So Super Bowl 2020, we'll be watching. We should probably weigh back in on social after the game on what was our favorite thing we ate and our favorite commercial. Should we Mm -hmm. do that? I think we should do that. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Julie, if you're going to completely derail the conversation and go somewhere else like the Super Bowl, I'm going to do the same thing. um, I like it. uh, Yeah, but I'm excited about this one. Next week, we are bringing a gynecologist to the podcast. We're going to ask her questions that all women wonder you know, we're all a little bit nervous about going to see that doctor the first time, the fifth time, the pregnant time, you know, the <laughs> menopausal time, you name it. But we're, we've got one who we really like a lot who are, is coming on next week to walk us through some of that part of our life. I know. Remember how we started the show that being having a podcast is kind of weird for weird reasons, you know, like connecting me with my biological dad. I don't know. How about when you're officially interviewing your own gynecologist for your podcast? What is this life? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, if we're not bearing our entire lives for you, I don't know what else to call it. But you're right. Dr. Holly Miller joins us next week, and we promise we are asking all the questions you've been afraid to ask your gyno. And plus, she's totally real and relatable. We know you're going to love it, so be sure to check your podcast player for when that drops next week. So just to recap... Let's be a little easier on our girlfriends. Perhaps we need to be a little bit tougher on our man. Enjoy your Super Bowl party. Or even if it's just two of you, enjoy that as well. <laughs> I guess that's a party for yeah, some. It is a party <laughs> okay, for I'm, some. I'm sorry. I'm just too extroverted. Yes, you are. <laughs> so enjoy your party. Eat the food. Let us know what great food you had or what commercials you loved. And we're looking forward to chatting with you next week at the Scrit and Grace Live. We always end these episodes with a quote. And you know what? I'm pulling this one straight from This Grit and Grace Life Instagram, and it's short, sweet, and simple. Just love everyone. I'll sort them out later. God. We'll catch you next week on This Grit and Grace Life. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, gritandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.